Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 608, Enola Holmes. How hard should I hit the L in Holmes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard it's enough, Holmes? I guess. Holmes? Holmes? <laughs> Holmes. Holmes. You have to differentiate Sherlock between Holmes. Enola Holmes. I mean, that's a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> Or I, I spent the whole time waiting for her to drop a bomb on Hiroshima. So well, all right, that wasn't gonna happen. No, that but, was the right. Enola Gay. Sorry, yeah, not, uh, nope, yeah. different person. Actually, yeah. just a different thing altogether. <laughs> yes, very different, very yeah. different indeed. Yes. So uh, let's uh, let's real quick go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us from the Next Best Picture podcast is Nicole Ackman. Hey, Nicole, how's it going? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. I don't know where you're at. Is this super early for you? It's only nine here. I'm in North oh. Carolina, so the timing worked out really well for oh, me. <laughs> Last week we had someone from Hawaii, and it was oh. like, it was like five a.m. for her. So I believe it was four a.m. Four a.m. Yeah, I think it was Oof. four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So and like we weren't like you've got to do this podcast. We were like yeah. we understand if you can't do this podcast. And she, <laughs> she's like I really in. want to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Whenever I lived in London for a while and I did some podcasts at weird hours over there. I remember there was one podcast I did at like three in the morning my time, and by the end of it, I was like. I know I'm not making sense. So this time, <laughs> I'm a real human. I can make real points. <laughs> Good to know. That's always that's preferable. So, <laughs> so uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. So uh, be sure and subscribe while you're there so you never miss an episode. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and become a League of Show Sharers. People who were kind enough to share the show this week, Griffin Foxsmith, Lane LeVanway, Chris Valls, uh, Aaron Marlowe, Gabriel Lugo, Tom Comiskey, Julianne Jordan, Chris Sanders, Chris Magic Man, Ralph Tribble, Travis Tewitt, Tammy Sherman Powers, and then uh, from the Twitterverse, Nerd Adonis. That's his Christian name. And uh, Really? Because Adonis is a Greek god. That's very confusing. Exactly. Yeah, very exactly. ahead of his time. I'm not, yeah. 
or behind his time. <laughs> now I'm all confused. Uh, you watch, I listen podcast. Daniel and Dean from the Movie Journey podcast. Jason from Binge Movies. You might remember him from the uh, Hustler episode. Uh, Ronnie Castle. Colby Mack. Mike One and also Mike. From Mike, Mike, and Oscar, B Gamer, Aaron, Feel and Film Fought Podcast, Kevin the Critic, Chris at Chris Movie Corner, JD Duran from In Session Film, Geek to Me Radio, Ryan L. Terry, and Chris Williams. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for sharing the show. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. So, uh, oh, we also have a Patreon. There we go. I knew there was something else I was supposed to plug. Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and you help out, and we secretly like you extra, but it's not a secret. <laughs> So there's and I think that. I think there's a new review. Oh, that's right. I already forgot. There's a new review coming right. Yeah, here. Uh, this one's coming from Dave underscore 17. It's a five star review just in case anybody was. Wondering. Well, we skip the other ones. Yeah, we? No. <laughs> sometimes we read those. Sometimes we get <laughs> depending, so on, where, we read depending on what they say. Uh, I started listening to this show since Ford v. Ferrari, and it was so good that I went back and listened to the old episodes on movies that I have watched. I really like the box office report episodes. Sorry. When they go off on tangents, but I love the ones when the when they know it's going to be a bad movie and they absolutely <laughs> destroy it. I'm absolutely going to join the Patreon. Great show. Subscribe now. Thanks, Dave. Well, thank you. Awesome. Dave. So um, there's all of that. And if you want to leave a review, we'd love to read it. So uh, you can swing on by uh, Apple Podcasts and leave one. That's probably the easiest way. So anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? So. I did not realize that this. I thought this character was made up for this movie. You didn't read I the had books, no Joe. No idea. No, I didn't. All read characters the books. are made up, Joe. You know <laughs> yeah, that, but right? they, they start somewhere sometimes. You <laughs> know, somewhere yes. else first. Yeah. No, this like, is a series uh, like of books. Sherlock. Like Sherlock did not have a younger sister until the young adult series. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. But so, he did. Just so you know, he did have the older brother. That's a real thing. I I know I watched plenty I of don't Sherlock. Know. I know that Minecraft exists. <laughs> I kept wanting to call him Minecraft. Minecraft. My, my, <laughs> the bad. Netflix account tweeted something about that. They about like his name is not Minecraft. So I don't think you're the only one. So. <laughs> Kids are like, what is this? Why did they name him after a Minecraft game? Like I bet I bet there's so many like the younger audience that watch seriously thinks his name is Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> I will say just to touch on that briefly. He's gonna kill somebody casting, with a pickaxe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the the casting of Henry Cavill and the the guy who plays my uh, Mycroft. I oh, said it. Nicole's I a big myself. fan. As I know, <laughs> I am a big Sam Claflin fan. <laughs> they, if you, sometimes we talk about like casting people who are supposed to be related and they look nothing alike. These guys actually look alike. Like, Which there's... is really wild because if you see them like not in their look for this movie, I would not be like, oh, these two look alike. Like I watched some of the interviews that they've been doing and Sam Claflin in real life looks nothing like he does in this movie. So then whenever ah. I saw them in the movie, I was like, oh, oh, I now now I get why they cast them as brothers. Because at first it was like, that's that's kind of a weird pairing, but all right. Yeah, it... but it uh the the scene that i'm thinking of is when he's getting a shave when mycroft is yep. getting a shave and i was like man he looks he's got the same teeth like he's very similar to henry cavill in well they're both british joe well, here's the yeah. thing that i really <laughs> that's why they look alike here's the thing that i really thought was interesting that i really think drove home how much they look like brothers when he was getting that shave his mustache was cgi did you know that <laughs> That's... It's all about the mustache. <laughs> there needed to be, some, uh, there should have been some reference to the mustache. I was like, bowler we'll hat tip, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Helena Bottom Carter 
I just feel like is was also kind of mis. I, I think she's fantastic. Miscast. Movie, but she looks way younger to have a son the age of Henry Cavill. She's. I mean, she's youthful looking though. Helena Bonham Carter's been. Her, I mean, I mean, I'm not calling her like. Oh, she's super old, but I mean, she's been acting for a long time. Like, I don't think you may realize as youthful but do you as think she she's looks. Old enough to have a son the age of like. 35 i know but i mean the sam claflin's actually two years younger than henry cavill she's 54 is she really yeah oh then oh and how old's henry cavill i'm i'm saying 35 okay i did the math she would have been 17 when she had him were she his mother which to be fair in a period film right that's fair i was thinking the same fair it would be a little bit young for the time but it's still would would it though i mean they were Mm -hmm. and but would it be young for the time? Because, I mean, they're trying to send her to finishing school to get married off, and she's, you know, 15, Yeah, typically girls didn't graduate finishing school until they were, like, 18, and particularly for an upper-class girl, it sure. might have been a little bit later than that, but... Sorry, that's my, like, history major no, no, jumping no, out. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Like, we... But it's it's maybe a little on the young side, but definitely believable. But uh, And okay. also, oh, okay. I don't think you necessarily expect actors to be playing their exact age. No, no, no. If they you need don't, to age her just... up four or five years and age him down four or five years, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're really talking a matter of months, ultimately. So it's, yeah. you know. Joe's like, what can I pick apart? This movie's really good. And it's, I just, it's I actually, need to. It's, so I will it's, say. It's not like when they had Cher playing Meryl Streep's mother and Mamma Mia no. 2. Yeah. Like, it's not that or, bad. It doesn't work. That or, does not work. Let's not forget where when Sally Field played Tom Hanks's girlfriend in Punchline and like two years later played his mother in Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I forgot she played his girlfriend in that movie. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So that my I have a I have a, a couple nitpicks, but overall mm-hmm. I think this was was this supposed to go to theaters? No. And did Netflix snag this? Or was this always a Netflix so. thing? I think they always intended it for Netflix. I think it was always a Netflix thing, which kind of makes sense with like Molly. Um, wow. Millie Bobby Brown. There we go. Right, uh, right. Sure, that her like involvement sense, sure. her producing it. I guess they were like, hey, the people like you. What else do you want to do? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's not a Godzilla movie. And, and she's great yeah. in this movie. This is the first time I've ever seen her actually able to kind of flex her muscles you know i mean i was gonna say the same thing she's really good in, in stranger things don't get me wrong but for the first two seasons she barely says a word and she kind of just gets mad you know gets angry and does her power thing but the third she, some egos but yeah, she does third, have to convey a lot without talking i mean that's that's to- totally but but she's a good actor but i mean as far as like being charismatic and, right. and getting like the stuff she does in this movie where she's breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera and uh her interactions with her brothers and her relationship with the the guy you know the young guy she meets like she's really able to convey a lot and so i've never seen her i guess act this much and i'm like okay this really proves what i think we all knew she was good but like this is this made her stand out, and I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more of her after this. For sure. And she was in that. She was in the second Godzilla movie, but that wasn't really an actor's movie. Uh, yeah, nobody went to go see that yeah. when they're just like, oh, Millie Bobby Brown's in this. I'm like, no, I just want to see Godzilla <laughs> blow up some monsters. Yeah, like, that's kind of where I am in this movie. Run away from large monster. I mean, she was yeah, fine, right. but but again, like this was the movie. It's a paycheck. And, right? and, and she does more in Stranger Do you guys all watch Stranger Things? Like in oh, se- yeah. season three, she definitely gets to do more um but that's the only show that i don't skip the credits for 
What's why is that? Because I love that. Theme oh, the song. song? Oh. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. I saw so. a review compare her to a young Kira Knightley in terms of like she feels both quite modern while also not feeling like she's out of place in a period film. And I thought that that was very interesting. My wife asked if she was the love child of Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman. <laughs> I was definitely getting some there Natalie Portman vibes for sure. So that's <laughs> funny you mentioned that because she's like, is she not like they're done? Like, you know, because of I because think I that- do think that she has something very like direct about her that we also saw like in Kira Knightley, like around the same age. Sure. Um, and, you know, an ability to kind of feel quite fresh, but not feel out of place in this like Victorian setting, because sometimes I think, especially with young actors, they can just feel quite out of place and like unsure how to exist in a sort of period drama world. Yeah. But I think she does a really good job of kind of walking that balance. Yeah. Which is also difficult when she is front and center, right? Like this is her mm-hmm. movie that yeah. Henry Cavill and Helena, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, are in this movie, but this is this is her movie. Oh, like, she's yeah, it's she, absolutely her movie. And she's ta- she's breaking the fourth wall, and, and she's you know, and it helps. I think that while it does have a period piece, it's only a a light veneer of a, of a period piece, at least from an acting standpoint. Obviously, visually, it's very period, but mm-hmm. I mean, every it it has a very modern sensibility, not just in terms of acting styles and line deliveries, but even in terms of political sensibilities so sure sure, sure sure yeah so i guess just to get into it um we're introduced to eola holmes and her mother and she kind of has this uh she hasn't really been exposed to the world outside because uh her mom has kind of kept her close but also taught her um survival skills basically i mean she's got her her obviously her brother is it's like a it's almost like Superman begins like he's not the Sherlock Holmes that we come to know. It's almost like a kind of a redo of the Sherlock TV show. Well, like he doesn't know he, Watson yet. This is pre Watson yeah, isn't around. He's still solving cases and he's just becoming friends with um, who's the detective Lestrade 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 mm-hmm. like so like his he's starting to build a reputation, but he's not the Sherlock Holmes that we know yet. But she's got a brain like him. If he was a rock band, he'd be doing well, but he's still at the club level. Yeah, right, right. He's still an opening act. He's not not the main event yet. But, you know, the other thing is, too, to your point, Joe, with she she hasn't been exposed to the outside world, but it's not like she's naive. Her mother is raising her to do things that usually only men would do. Like, she's not like, you're a girl, you have to be a proper lady and go to finishing school. No, she's doing archery and fencing and judo. Science. And And so her mom is just raising her to be well-rounded as an individual and not locked into this. You're a girl, you do this. You're a guy, you do this. And so once her mom is out of the picture, we see what a male uh, you know her older brother ends up being uh, you know the one that's in charge of uh, what she Mycroft Mycroft so right right yeah. oh yeah sorry yeah the oldest brother he's the one that's in charge of the estate and everything because he's a man and he says you have to be a proper lady and he expects her to wear a hat and gloves and go to finishing school and the mother didn't even have that stuff for her she taught her how to do all this other stuff and, and she obviously raised two very smart uh, talented young men and she wasn't like well, so okay so she didn't raise them though right like that's the thing is like as soon as their father dies mycroft and sherlock dip yeah and yeah. they leave because uh, so because clearly the the boys have no real concept of her parenting style 
right? Right. Because honestly, when 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 you get the scene where they come back and you see the castle from or the 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 estate from the outside, not everything in Britain is a castle. So that's a, <laughs> very culturally insensitive of me, but it's nice to be culturally insensitive to white people. That's we don't get to do that very often. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, everybody's got a castle in England, right? Right. Yeah. But um. Uh, <laughs> When you see the estate and what what it's in such disarray, and you see and they go inside and you see all the broken furniture and it's like I honestly was like, is this going to be like the mom had a psychotic break and Enola Holmes was basically raised by wolves? Like I was wondering, <laughs> like what because like what can be fr- a free spirit in one hand can also be like not necessarily the best, and so I was really for a moment wondering which direction the film was going to go. I just think there's something that's quite interesting, too, with this dynamic of she has these older brothers that she doesn't really know. Like, whenever they first meet, they literally walk straight past right. her because mm-hmm. they don't recognize her because they don't even know what she looks like. But then whenever she's telling Sherlock that she, like, has kept all the newspaper clippings about his cases. And there's something a little bit heartbreaking about that, yeah. that, you know, she takes after her, well, one of her older brothers, not the other one. <laughs> um, and she clearly idolizes him, even though, like her only real knowledge of him is like from a newspaper. And yeah. <laughs> I do think that there's, I, I've still got some questions about like how this I all agree. ended up this way. And that's part of why I like really hope this gets a sequel or even becomes like a proper franchise because I'm like, I have so many questions yeah. <laughs> that I would like to see answered. And I think that's clearly the goal. Cause I feel like there's for sure. Some, there's a, there's a lot of loose ends with, the, with the mother subplot, yes. which we'll get to. When I also think this is the most popular Netflix debut so far. I mean, I know they keep doing that, but this is supposedly the most watched movie of theirs. So if anything can get another sequel, hopefully this would be right in line. And it's got to be cheaper than some of the other stuff that is getting sequels, like yeah. you know, the yeah. Extraction 2 and that kind of stuff. Oh, geez. The like like Triple Frontier yeah. or whatever, that $100 million. Oh, no, they're going to they're gonna give uh, Marty Scorsese $300 million to right. uh, CG somebody, some old dude's face. That's like six <laughs> of these movies, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, I will say that the thing, the scene where where Holmes and Minecraft walk right by him. Uh, um, I, so we're going to walk over that you just said Minecraft. No, right? I'm going to say Minecraft every he time. Said it on <laughs> right. I just want to establish that. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. doing. Okay. I'm setting up a running gag, damn it. So uh, I, was, I was also kind of like, though, but he's the world's best detective. Like, he's like... Oh, I can tell by the way you cut your fingernails that you know. It, but, <laughs> but he can't figure out who. But his he sister strolls is. right by the sister because he hasn't seen her in ten years. Like that, right. I was just like, mm, that seems a little wonky. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I but do kind also, of feel like that's the kind of guy he is, though. Like he's so busy. I thought the same. He's thing. so busy solving everyone else's issues that he literally. Oh, like, yeah, that's fair. Like, doesn't yeah, know he, who his own sister is. Like, yeah, like that's not a that he's not trying to fix that problem. Yep, so it's right. not even on his radar. And I will yeah. say, like, the chemistry, like, I, we've, we've kind of on Henry Cavill from time to time regarding his chemistry, right? And his ability or charisma on screen. Sometimes it's his fault. Sometimes it's not it his fault. It depends on right? the role. Like, it right. depends it, on the role, yes. right? Like, he, I think he would have, he will make a great Superman once he's given the right stuff to do. And uh, I will say in this one. I thought their their chemistry was really good. Like yes. I thought I I could feel that they that he knew there was something special about her but didn't want to kind of lead on lead her on. So he just kind of let her work through cases on his own on her own while dropping little clues and letting her not being like hitting her over the head with like read the newspaper you dunce, but he was like here's a newspaper <laughs> and just walked away. 
right? And he kind of, but I did like them together. Uh, and then I, I, it seems like we might get them together further down the road. Yeah, I hope. Mike, I I agree. Mike I, wants nothing to do with her. I think they're both really good in this. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is excellent. Again, I didn't know she could stretch this much just because I hadn't seen it. And I thought that her being able to talk to the camera and breaking the fourth wall, I think, is not an easy thing to do. It can go really well. Yeah. And it can also seem kind of cheesy. And was, in this movie. There was only one time that I didn't like it. There, what like, was that? Where there was towards the end where she like doesn't know what to do, and she turns to the camera and she's like, "Do you have any ideas?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's like Blues yeah, Clues or something." Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I, I know the, that's the only time Swiper, I didn't no like, swiping. It seemed way yeah. I thought Blues Clues. It seemed way yeah. too kiddie because that's what they were doing like a little kids. Right. And I know this is a young adult thing, but like it did. If you've seen, it is rated PG thirteen. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, there's some this heavy is stuff. Not the in same here. audience as no, uh, Dora ex- the Explorer. Ex- exactly. So that's why I. Thought the same thing where it didn't like totally bother me but i'm like oh okay like i have just been watching the new blues clues with my youngest son and i'm like (laughs) it was supposed to be like a jokey way to just completely obliterate the fourth wall but yeah it came off totally like a blues clues or door of the explorer and i was (laughs) just like i don't think that's what you were going for there no but she's really really good and there's so many moments where i think like with another actress the role could have become just really annoying Like, and I, I even think, like, maybe on paper this character's kind of annoying, but she has such a charm to her in the role that I don't think anyone could watch it and, like, not be totally on her side, which I think is a huge credit to her because I do think, like, that's not just the role itself. That's oh, absolutely. what she's bringing to it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So the mother goes missing, and so her brothers come to try to, you know, find her slash take over the estate and manage it while she's gone. And like Tom said, they've they've completely, for years, like, Minecraft has been paying for what he thinks is all these caretakers and carriages and uh, all the uh, a renovation Lesson, for the bathroom for Eola. and let yeah all these lessons and so the mother has been taking all this money and clearly not using it this way at this point in the film you don't see any of that on the screen and so he's like w- what is happening here and he's trying to get everything in order and Sherlock of course is interested in solving the case and Enola's kind of like hey what about me and Minecraft because he He's the oldest brother. He ends up, he's responsible for her. And so he's like, you know, why Why aren't you being raised properly? And where's your hat and gloves? And and he wants to just send her away immediately. Yeah. I like what they do with, with Minecraft here in that, like, he's not a bad dude. Like, I know you're not supposed to like him or agree with him, but he's of the time, right? And so... What he's, he's not tra- like the he's not like the mustache trolling right. villain to where you're like oh he's gonna be the bad guy he's just in this time frame what he's trying to do with her is it would be the path to success for women and so yeah. he his his heart is in the right place even if it's not anything that she wants at all and 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 that has that would that would be difficult like as a parent there are times when kids want certain things. There, there are times when you just have to say, well, that's they have to deal with the consequences of that choice. And there's times when you're like, absolutely not. You can't wear chocolate syrup as pants. <laughs> like, it's, it's interesting because we've had so many different iterations of Sherlock in the last 15 years. Yeah. Is that fair? Right. Oh, I mean, there's a ton because you figure. Well, I mean, I just mean the last 15. Right. So you had the the original stuff uh, with rap. Was it 
uh, Basil, Basil Rathbone. Rathbone. Well, that's not 15 years. That's like well, no, but I'm years. saying like there's all kinds of different versions. Absolutely. Of so yes. you're talking about the movie with Downey Jr. The and, show and with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and like, yeah, those are the two. You and, and Johnny oh, Lee Miller. CBS. Elementary. Yeah, Elementary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Elementary. So you've had different versions of Mycroft, and it's interesting that the Mycroft that we get in uh, the BBC show is pretty much a jerk, but deep down he loves Sherlock, right? Like there's just affinity for Sherlock, even though he knows that Sherlock uh, cannot return the same emotions, but he is pragmatic where he's like, I have to do the the right thing for the country. And maybe that's not the right thing for my brother. Mm-hmm. In this version of, of Mycroft, I don't get that sense at all. I get the sense that he does not want to be part of this family and he's just stuck. So he is insanely rude to Eola there's a a lot of disdain towards Sherlock, so which he isn't the the he isn't the villain of this movie, but he is an antagonist to an extent, and yeah. I just think that I mean, it's just an yeah, interesting I mean, he, take on that character. He want he he wants different things, and so he's yeah, for, he, there's, right. he's working across purposes, but he's and he not, knows he's not smarter than Sherlock. That's the other does he? I mean, because in the books, Sherlock says he's smarter than he is. It's just he's decided to go work for the government. Right. And there's even a line in one of the books where he says, like, he's so he's so adept at what he does. He he says that he is the government, like that he's that good at it. So I'm saying that Mycroft has an inferiority complex to his famous brother. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I just don't know that I was getting the same read. Like I was I was getting I was just thinking he he thinks he's better than everybody. Like I I just think they're all three on different trajectories. The deal is that Mycroft is working for the government. Sherlock is breaking all these cases. Enola wants to be her own person. But the only idea Mycroft has for her is of the time as Tom said and he wants her to go to finishing school so she can find a husband like they've all got these different trajectories of what they want to do and what they want for each other but I didn't really sense any animosity between any of them to be perfectly frank like the the most to Joe's point is Enola and Mycroft My, I can't even say his name right because there's so many <laughs> but, but Enola and, and Mycroft because he wants something different for her but like Tom said it's just because he wants what's best for her and we're looking at this through modern eyes and yes this movie has a lot to say in a modern sense but you have to remember the time period and so things are happening that were very of the time and so anyway but but they're all I really like them all three in their roles and mm-hmm. um, uh, Sam Lo- is Sam Laughlin is or what's the Claflin he is so uh, dislikable in the best yeah. way like he is really really good like you you want to hate Mycroft because again like he's not a bad guy but he wants the different things than we want for our characters and so he does a great job at being like smarmy and just like ah just let her do her own thing and it's such a weird role for him in many ways because, mm-hmm. like, if you think about the other stuff he's done, like the movie Me Before You, or like playing Finnick in the Hunger Games movies, mm-hmm. this is not the sort of role. Wait a that minute, he that's Finnick from the Hunger that's Games. That's Finnick from the Hunger Games. Oh, yes. I did not yeah. realize that. Okay, and he typically okay. plays these very like charismatic roles and very, um, very much not Mycroft. So to see him in a role like this, Me Before is- You, is he kind of a jerk in that though? For good reasons, I mean, but he's kind of like... But not the like sort of like frigid, like yeah. uptight, like okay. 
I don't know. I just think it's a very interesting role to see him in, and I mm-hmm. think that he does a very good job with it. Yeah, because um, he's so charismatic, usually, and you're like, yeah. I don't like you here, though. <laughs> right? But I do think that it's an interesting thing. If You definitely get the sense that he's very frustrated, and part of that frustration is that he he really is the one who doesn't fit in this family. Yeah, that's a good point. If you point. look at the mother, if you look at Sherlock, if you mm-hmm. look at Enola... Um, and you have to kind of assume that their father was probably more on that side of things. Yeah. Um, on the Mycroft side? No, I honestly, like, I guess it's kind of hard to say. Either way, he's out. Of, he's been out of the picture for a long time. But the sure, three of sure. them are solving puzzles and smart and they're doing science. Like, the three of them all do the same thing to a certain yep. extent. And-, and then you have Mycroft who's on this, like, path that is, like, the accepted path and i don't think he thinks he's doing anything bad i think he's like well Nola, like this this is what girls do like yeah yeah um and he can't figure out like why she would be resisting that because you know he's like but i'm doing something good for you i'm i'm paying to send you to school like Mm. yeah i like when um, movies do something like do that with their characters where like he's like we said before he's not a villain he's not he's trying to do what he thinks is the right thing for her it's just it's not, but he's not yeah. trying to deliberately be mean or cruel. And and on some level, he's right. Like, for the era, if you want the safe path, go do this thing. You have these options. Why would you piss it away? And even though, as in the present day, we're just like, oh, those are awful options. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's talk yes. about, so the mother has, she disappeared and left these clues, and Enola Correct. is the one that picks up on them, because she leaves her very specific things that she's been teaching her, and a lot of it is through her her uh, flowers, flowers, and she paints and them, and she left her a deciphering kit that has different flowers and, and different ciphers, so... Um, well, what I like about that is that while Enola is working her case, Sherlock is already working his case as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're working their case, like, so where... Enola is looking at the flowers and turning over pictures and figuring that stuff out. Sherlock is already like, I saw this. I saw the embers on the bottom of her shoe and I looked in the chimney. So like they're both yeah. doing the same thing at the same time. Just, from just different two angles. separate cases. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I also like that. Um, like the, they clearly have a great deal of affinity for the source material. It would be, they do. It would be very easy to make Enola smart by making Sherlock dumb. And they right. and they yeah. never do that. Like they never they never take Sherlock Holmes down a peg. The the closest they get to that is at the very end. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding real quick for a second, where she ends up basically solving it a couple before minutes he before he does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, which was a nice touch because like it he still he still solved it and figured it out. But she was just because and really it was almost more happenstance. Like because she, she was, was in it. She was in it, so she yeah. figured it out a little yeah. bit faster. All right, that's true. That's true. To his yeah. credit, he wasn't in it and figured right. it out almost the same time, and she was interacting with the the villains and the you know yeah right in the yeah. Middle, so, so I I thought that was clever, and I I appreciated that that they didn't have to make him dumb or a buffoon right. in order to to prop her up. Yep. Yeah. The the real big change to Sherlock, and I think this is so funny. Like this is honestly maybe my favorite thing in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, the um, loss is that they made him. <laughs> emotional supposedly which is funny whatever you like to hear about this whole lawsuit that like the sir arthur conan doyle estate like sued them because they were like oh well like him being him having emotions isn't actually within uh you know the the part of sherlock holmes that is no longer copyrighted um and then you see the movie and you're like 
that's him being emotional. <laughs> like, right, okay, like... so, so to that to to that point though, is if you go back and watch the the Cumberbatch stuff, he doesn't like. There are moments, right? There's moments where he, we think that. Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil that for anybody, but because if you haven't seen that, do that because those that's amazing. But there are mo- there are emotional beats. There's emotional beats in the in the Robert Downey Jr. stuff, but. This is I. I wasn't sure if Cavill was playing it that way or if that's Cavill, right? Like if he's that stiff on purpose or if it's just kind of how he. Because I will say it looks like they poured him into those costumes. <laughs> like I was, I'm like, you know, he doesn't have to wear the skin tight suit all the time. Like I get that dude. Hey, if you got it to the gi- that's what I'm saying. I get that the dude is jacked to the gills. If I was built like that, I, do, I would never not be in a skin and, tight and suit. And maybe there are some people that wish that that are fine with it, Joe. Yeah, that's true. I, but I'm just saying, like from a movement standpoint, it looked like he would like he had to, he couldn't move his arms. And like he would have to turn sideways to walk. You know, through but a door but I don't see Sherlock as a character though that's very like. He's Fli- not. I mean, Sherlock is a character I think that's going to be just as stiff if he was in sweatpants and a baggy t-shirt. You well, know, that's, what I mean? like that's he's my, Sherlock. That's he's going to yeah, be walking sure, around sure, sure. stiff and all that. But okay, let's get to the train. So Enola doesn't want to go to finishing school. Um, the Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter comes to take her away, <laughs> and she is like, "I'm gonna, I'm out of here. I need to find my mother and solve this case." She ends up going on a train because she's like, "Well, the bike's not going to cut it here." And she gets on the train and ends up meeting. Um, does anyone remember the whole name of the Viscount? This is. <laughs> this is my problem with this movie. What's that? As soon as they introduce a cute boy, she completely forgets her mission. Right? Yeah. Like she, no, like the whole, this whole time she's like, I'm, I got to find my mom. I got to find my mom. As soon as the cute boy is introduced and he gets in trouble, she's like, maybe I'll go help the boy uh, instead. I don't, I don't agree though. Because yeah, I was just going to say, I think in some ways though, that kind of mirrors Sherlock in that her duty, you know, he sees this other case yeah. And he's going to go fight that. But then whenever it comes to his family, that's something he's willing to neglect for however many years. So it's like, she so sees I, this case, I would it's agree easier with... to solve. And she's like, She says the I'll mother the mother can take care of herself. She said, this guy's going to die. It was her duty to help him. I love that she's essentially like, he's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he needs help. She does call him like... an idiot a lot. But also, the look on her face, where she gets all googly-eyed, because... <laughs> Because she's, no, she's a young okay, girl, but though. How, this many, is, uh, how many detective stories? I mean, if you know how. No, I mean, that's true. How many detective stories where it's like the hard-boiled detective as mm-hmm. soon as as soon as the the dame with gams comes into his <laughs> office, he's all googly-eyed, and by googly-eyed, yeah. I mean penis, and <laughs> you know he and it makes it does the same thing. Like that, that's that's also I get that from like like a more female-based storytelling device, it seems a little dismissive, but I would also say it's a very common trope of detective stories. That's true. And she's not the damsel in distress. She's saving him, and like Nicole said, it's because of he's inept. He has no no idea to take care of himself, and so she knows the mother is very capable of handling herself, and she's like, that has to be put on hold because I feel a duty. She turns to the camera and says, like, I need to go do this, but this guy's dumb and he's going to die. So I really like how they handled (laughs) it. Well, she turned to the camera and asked if we should help him, and we said yes, so it's our own fault. But also, to the point, like... She's at an age in her life where she's going to be attracted to people. And so uh, yeah, I think I know, to be relatable to the audience, and especially if if you're a younger audience, uh, I think that that component is very natural. I and- watched this the first time with my 17-year-old sister. 
And I'm trying to think, there was a specific scene where she turned to me and was like, Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, you're buying this See? romance, like great. And, like, and I also think that the the romance aspect is fairly understated. I think yes. that mm-hmm. I think that if this movie had been made twenty or twenty five years ago, it would have been a lot more about this boy and her be- being googly eyed for him. And I think yeah. you probably would have also seen a lot more of that boy helping her mm-hmm. as yeah. a poisoner, and he pretty much disappears. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. He does kind of like he he becomes he becomes the second case. Yeah, but he's not in the movie a lot. And no. how different does he look when they cut his hair? Right. <laughs> like I'm so like different. they recast. That's it? good. To, that that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like he went from it was period piece hair to modern hair, and it was yeah right, it was right. Like, yeah. Completely All of a sudden, different. I was like, is he a Sprouse? Like, do the Sprouse <laughs> twins have a younger brother that I didn't know about? Like, <laughs> yeah. So so she he ends up to skip over it. He's a lord, and he is on the run. They want him to to take over all these family duties but he the doesn't... underlying thing is there's a vote there's a vote coming that's going to give women more uh the right to vote and more power and it turns out that uh he the the, the i don't know it's not the senate whatever they have over there <laughs> the parliament. house of lords the how the yeah. parliament thank yeah. you is split right down the middle and he is the deciding vote and he's a and young it's, it's more very progressive obvious that he's going to the progressive side so they're there's this man. I can't think of this actor's name, but he's always he's a guy, bad guy. He's the guy from Pacific Rim. Remember, he yeah. was. The, yeah. Yeah. He's always a bad guy. Yeah. He's not always Will, a bad guy. Not Willem Dafoe. I was thinking like a not young Willem Dafoe. Yeah. That's exactly That's, what I thought. Uh, that is Burn Gorman. So always bad guy. That's what his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Burn Gorman. He, it sounds like a villain name, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Burn. Yeah, his mom was like, that. "You can be a great movie villain, Burn." I'm gonna I'm gonna get you a ding ding real quick. Uh, I was watching a documentary. Do you know what Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's real name was? Well, I no. don't even know who Ricky the Dragon <laughs> Steamboat well, really is. That's ridiculous. His name was Ricky Youngblood, and they're just like, why didn't you stick with that? <laughs> like, that's an amazing wrestling yeah, name. They're like, I don't know. They named me Steamboat. That's what the way that works. Interesting. Worked. So, but he. Yeah. So, but there's two things at play here with him. He's running away because he doesn't. He's not interested in that life. But he's also being chased down by the right. ominous, like we don't know, the mysterious figure that has been hired to kill him because they don't want him to vote for the women's rights. So, like, he's on the run for his own reasons, but also being chased down. And Correct. Enola and he on the train. Once they meet, uh, she sends him on his way, but then he starts running away from the Burn Gorman character, and uh, he, the bad guy's holding him out the train window, and Nola saves him, and they end up running off together. And she's kind of like Joe was saying, like she's tasked with looking out for him when she's got her own mission at hand. Very briefly, though, yeah, she they, sends him on they, his way get, after this. She cuts his hair yeah. and then puts him on. He's the He's like, of a- we could team up, and she's like. I'm good. Thanks, yeah. actually. <laughs> and you that's the part. Leave. You are useless to me. That's the uh, part where you, it's not typical, where it's like, she's just true. like, nope, that's true. I got my mission. And uh, and then she keeps being like, oh, no, he's going to die. And <laughs> I probably could have saved him. Like, one, of the, one of the smart things about this script is they figure out a way to intertwine both of her cases. Mm-hmm. So, like, while she's working one the one case, this the, the mom case, like, starts to, like, trickle in and they're starting to 
put these pieces together. Yeah, I don't uh, like it when stories do that. That's a pet peeve. You, of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like it, she meets him randomly. Like, what are the odds that oh, while sure, working sure, sure. on one case, she stumbles into the other? Like, I that's, unless they really are related, right? Unless there is something that you find out, like caused the motivation for the, them to enter to cross paths. But it's like she just randomly meets him on a train, and so that just right. it's it's so. Uh, I don't know. It's a coincidence. It's, it's just so just, chaos yeah. theory that I just like. And a lot of detective movies do this, where the you know as soon as there's a second case, you know they're gonna match. Yeah, and, right. and at the end of the day, it is a kids movie, and so like I'm not gonna like beat it up too much for it. But I I don't like it. Isn't uh, that a Sherlock thing though? Was didn't they do that in probably. the BBC show? Probably. I think they did. They do it a lot. I think they, I think he'd and, work like a like a minor case, but then like the major case would somehow yeah. It's different if they it. it's different if they actually tie in together. But like if she was going somewhere and he and the kid was going somewhere for the same reason, and that same reason was something the other case was doing. Like that that's different than Tom right. saying she was randomly on a train. Right. Right. Why would right, right, he right. end up being a part of the? Yeah, women's he vote ends up being and, put into a bag. And the mom's and part of the women's vote, out. and they right. the stories cross over. Like I get it, yeah. but yeah. so she sends him on the way, and she has some really nice scenes where she now is is trying to track down the mom, but she has to to fit in as a proper lady. It's so, like she goes to get fitted in the dress, and and the lady the shop owner just dismisses her but she's like oh i've got all this money here and you know <laughs> yeah. the lady of course is like oh wide eyes you know and she gets the dress and oh she's gonna I make also it rain re- well she's right, yeah, she's right, yeah, right. precipitate <laughs> <laughs> and i do i do like class. that the she gets a, a whalebone corset and it's like well that's gonna come back into play later like we wouldn't tell we wouldn't tell the audience check off corset she, yeah exactly right right, right. yeah <laughs> So, but to Kevin's point, yeah, she just starts working the case, and Wait, she you know, ends up real quick. You know what I love about her being high class, you know, Please. sophisticate is uh, it it's it also says she's not doing it because she can't; she's doing it because she doesn't want to. The, right, the entering this world mm-hmm. of of the upper crust, and that she is smart enough to know when it works to her advantage right. to play that role, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and when to use it versus when she. You know, I love the running gag throughout uh, of her, like, going up to, like, young men and being like, I'll give you five pounds for your clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, what? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, so she ends up going to, uh, like, the docks, which, again, is very – it's interesting how many little callbacks to the other stuff there is because there's a massive scene in the Robert Downey Jr one like on the docks where he where Sherlock and Watson have a fight on the docks. Doesn't she go to the tea shop first before she goes to the docks? Because she says that her mother was corresponding. Oh right. She meets her old her old jujitsu master. Yeah. Yeah. So and then they send she sends her on the way to the docks and she has a a fight that she doesn't really win with uh the bad guy not Willem Dafoe. Like she gets away, <laughs> but she doesn't win that fight. Like she wins that fight on accident. This guy has a name Linthorn. I don't know if anyone ever says it in the movie, but the bad guy's <laughs> name is Linthorn. <laughs> no. Okay. They just call him like man in the boulder hat for most yeah. of the movie. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. that's so weird when characters you're like, I don't think they ever said that name, but he's named. <laughs> um so she gets a, she gets away and then But just uh, barely. I'm like, I mean barely. She, like, barely. That it's, scene. it's a fight she does not win. That scene's 
pretty intense. Like, it is. I, I was like, isn't this a children's movie? And then I looked and it is rated like PG-13. She's and I was like, stabbed okay. or blowing people up. But almost anything is rated PG-13 these days. Like, it's really hard to get a PG and That's damn near impossible to get a G. I mean, what used to be G is now PG. And uh, you might get. You might go a full calendar year without getting a G-rated movie. Yeah, anymore. it's those usually those Disney nature flicks are the only ones that really <laughs> can pull that off for real. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what I said about Halloween. Halloween, if you release the 1978's version today, that's a PG-13 movie. Oh, isn't there no is. There's no blood. There's isn't, not a single drop of the blood. There's no. There's, isn't there, there nudity? I mean, you can okay. But that's what it is, though. You're not no, you can get away with a with a nip in PG-13. Well, oh. you used to be able to. I don't. It's pretty, I haven't well, seen you it. Can anymore. I haven't seen it in forever. The last movie I can remember, last PG-13 movie I remember with with boobs in it was... Um, Return of the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> no, actually it's newer than that. It was the Total Recall remake, but that's only because they recycled the, the three breasts gag. Oh, three. And it was so like obviously but, and it was sci-fi. And it, and, it, and it wasn't sexual at all. Right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I you know, I don't think I'm giving anything away. Big fan of boobs, but that third one really throws me off. Like, and I'm not. I, I, I do appreciate that guy where he's like, I wish I had a third hand. And now I'm just, I don't know what to do. So, so she in the docs. So when she finds out what they've been working on, uh, because yeah. she she sees like the door has the same ribbon that the mom wrapped the president. We're getting a lot of flashes of Sherlock and the same ribbon that her mom and that they were wearing. Yeah, like, like that women's club was wearing those ribbons. Right, but the the Sherlock flashes that she's getting, we see Enola has that same kind of deductive capability. And so mm-hmm. we keep she keeps flashing back to like past moments and putting the clues together and I really like how they visualize it. We haven't touched upon it yet, but this movie is very stylized. Yeah, it I is. Really, it is. Uh, yeah. The introduction where she's like, you know, my father's dead and there's like an old timey photograph, but like he falls over in the photograph <laughs> and comes up with a grave. It's like the Monty Python stuff. Kind yeah, of. yeah. It I, is exactly like and that. And then sh- she's like, my brother, Sherlock, or my brother, you know him. And then it's all his cases. And she's like, he can fight. And then like, it's like him boxing and sword fighting. And they actually like make an old timey character with Henry Cavill's uh, features. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's just a very like quick paced fast moving stylized movie and what i love about that too is i mean it's a it's a massive exposition dump but it's mm-hmm. done in a way that's engaging and so you you give it a yes. pass you you're know? not listening to somebody explain it to you they're giving you a nice little device yeah that's yeah. outside of the norm they're catching they, you up but it's not like it's it's not like they're talking to you like you're stupid but if you have no idea what anything about Sherlock right. and the family they're like well we gotta have you understand it and you're right it's entertaining enough to, to captivate you but then like they move right on it's like five minutes in the beginning and then you're off right so when she's going through the the warehouse on the docks they do kind of set up the mom like a possible terrorist like the, there's yeah. bombs yeah, and bombs I mean, and we stuff. don't know yet we don't know the, the votes coming and I think she might be like I, I think that's she's right. it looks like she's probably involved in the like suffragette movement Right, that's which mm-hmm. was known for, for you know bombs occasionally violent and yeah yeah that's that's the difference between the suffragists and the suffragettes I think if I have them not flipped is yeah. that one of them was a pacifist group and the other one was a violent group yeah and if if memory serves and this isn't my strong suit but if memory serves didn't they tend to try and like they tended to bomb places when they were empty it was more. Like yeah, they weren't. It was to... about like destroying property and getting attention. Right, right, yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. so much about like we're gonna kill people that don't agree with us. It's it's more like you know you're 
you're going to listen. It's a lot of like smashing windows. Right. Wasn't it mainly targets that they were going after? (laughs) You mean like actual targets? (laughs) They were like blowing up the targets. Like the retail location. Yeah. 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 I was like, well, anything you throw a bomb at is technically a target. (laughs) Oh, you know, I was like, you know that everything's a target. (laughs) That was a modern callback. Yes. I got what you're doing. If only that had been a Coles, the joke would have worked so much better. (laughs) I, uh, Um, but yeah, because I mean, there you know that's that, and there was a movie not too long ago called Suffragette or Suffragist. Yep. I can't remember with and Helena, Helena Bonham Carter. 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 Yeah, yep. totally. Ah. And it <laughs> tells this whole story. But yeah, there was an actress named uh, Kitty Marion. I get that right, and uh, um, and she, you know, she. This was a, a very, a very big real issue and so mm-hmm. well because i even said to you kevin now you messaged me while i was watching the movie mm-hmm. and i was like i'm assuming this is going to be about suffrage, suffrage yeah i didn't right? say anything so i don't want to get away but i'm like yeah it is yeah but you know <laughs> but but what it looked like what you skip from the scene is it did there were explosives in this warehouse she mm-hmm. finds and what it comes down to is that enola and we don't end up getting into it in this movie but she's going to end up having to decide between you know mm-hmm. her mother and stopping her mother because i mean even though her mother had good intentions with trying to push women's rights and all this things she agrees with she's going about it the wrong way and Enola isn't going to be for blowing things up so she's trying to track her down but I don't think she agrees with the way that she's handling things so no, we're going to have to see if so is that a that. plot thread through the books I like I don't, I don't know anything I don't about think the they books. tie that closely from my understanding did you read any of them Nicole I haven't actually okay. I just, from what I looked up, like the title of the book has something to do with someone's missing. And so I think they mm-hmm. took the mom storyline uh, from that. But my understanding is they don't, it's not following that thread necessarily. Gotcha. So anyway, but but this is when they get into that fight and she ends up getting away because I think she lights some of the fireworks. Yeah, she explosive. blows up some of the, the sparklers and stuff. Uh, and then, so she gets back to her uh, room and then it turns out the gal who was subletting the room and sold her the dress sold her out to Mycroft and she is sent uh, to the boarding school and it is not going well. Like it is just, she just refuses to uh, conform, which given my personality, I can appreciate. (laughs) She finally, she believes she's going to have a visit from Mycroft. They, of course the, the headmistress is, uh, we talk about like head over heels for a boy. Yeah. Like loves her some Mycroft. That, I, I thought that plot line was hilarious. Yeah. Obviously is she is so like in love with Mycroft and they're both trying to impress each other. And, and so, yeah, I, I like that moment a lot where um, Enola won't even look. She's like, your brother's here. And she presumes right. it's She's Mycroft. Like, what does he want? So yeah. here's something I don't like about the finishing school. And I don't, okay. or, and the movie does this in other, in a few other places as well. Um, is that, and like, let me finish my thought before you tell me I'm a horrible person. Uh, <laughs> oh um, boy! The movie uses colorblind casting, which I'm not opposed to. But when you're when one of your plot points is about about class and equality, and it, it's weird to kind of make that choice when you're still talking about people's civil rights, right? Like it's like you see you see black and asian girls at this finishing school and unless i'm just woefully mistaken i just would that have been a thing at this point in time i mean i would gonna think no we see uh like asian folks at the docks but that makes sense like for that time period that would make sense uh you see the african-american gal serving tea in a tea shop that she owns which also probably wouldn't have owned 
Right. Were women even have owned businesses at that time period? I mean, I, I think don't know, because that's, that's what they're fighting for, basically. That's what this I, I think vote, vote is, yeah, is there's, for, I would there's assume. Yeah, there's weird things around, like, well, like, if she had been married and her, and her husband, husband had died, died yeah, she maybe could have inherited it. Oh, like, sure, sure, sure. But, yeah. but this is where they have to tiptoe that line. And Tom, right. I get what you're saying, but when you've got a young adult movie and totally, it's yeah. about empowering women, it's like they do have to tiptoe that line where do they make it historically accurate or do they include? And I, and I, I agree, except that when, this, when the story is starting to pull in, it is, it's historical fiction at this point. And they're trying to pull right. in stories about, you know, women's rights in this world. Then it's like now it's a little bit more grounded in reality where it's it's harder. Like at that point, then you have to ask yourself the question: Are they are they being inclusive now, or are they or are they papering over ah. past cultural missteps? Both. I think it's I think both. I think it's a fair question to ask. I, I just don't think that you're at this point, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing either, but at this point, like with colorblind casting, yeah. I think that's just going to be a thing. And so sure. one thing is kids that are learning history right now, they can't necessarily learn it, all the facts from movies. I mean, they're right. going to have to go elsewhere. You can learn yeah. about a movement or this thing existed, but you can't take it as everyone looked or did the same thing in that time period. Because yeah. there, there, But a, there are just certain stories you can't tell with colorblind casting. You can't do 12 Years a Slave with colorblind you, casting. There are right? certain you can't, but with the ones where it's not main characters or main storylines, I think And I feel like this one kind of is brushing up against that. Yeah. That's my point. You're, yeah. So so she yeah, she's like I got to get out of here and and Sherlock comes and visits her and sees how she's doing. And he gives her he gives her like a little pep talk, right? Like he's like I get it. I understand. And and she kind of she kind of drills down on him. She's like, "Yeah, you bailed, man. Like you don't know anything about this life and you you left us. Why did you leave?" And you know, he's kind of got to own that a little bit, but not in a, in a Sherlock kind of way. Um, he gives her a dash here, right? He gives her the the, the pine cone that looks absolutely. Revolting. That's a. I don't know that's why a, you would carry that thing around. That's a really cute moment between them. When we talk about Sherlock and being having emotions and the relationship between he and Enola, like this is the first moment where he really kind of opens up and he's like, "No, I remember you had this as a kid and you loved it, and I I actually got it for you and took the time." And so it's a really nice bonding moment between the two of them. It and was still gross. <laughs> But, okay, so this is a very old pine cone. It's an old timey, covered in like, like weird hair. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's cute in an old timey way. But yeah. uh, doesn't he also say like check the papers? I'd be checking all the papers. Yeah, this... yeah. Well, I think I th- no. She grabs the paper from him. oh from him. That's right. He he's knows like, he knows it's already in there. Yeah. Or he's, he's like yeah. you can have this. I'm not using it anymore. And then she yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just checking the papers. And he was like, okay. So uh, uh, <laughs> Tewksbury, uh, Lord, the the kid actually comes and saves her from finishing school. Yeah, gets her Well, out. he tries. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he gives it a go. He rolls up and is like, I'm here to save you. What are you going to do? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, I'll get you out the way we came in. And then he pushes her in the chest that was just delivered, supposedly. But then the headmistress comes over and he's like, I have a package for um, the headmistress. She's like, I do okay. like that that's his go to. He's like, I'll just put him in a bag or put it in a case. Like, it'll work. <laughs> That's his it worked thing, once. Yes. Yeah. He has but, one uh, move. That's one another move, yeah. nice moment, though. That's where we get more of the Mycroft connection there, where he's like, no, 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 Mycroft said you have to open this personally <laughs> by yourself in your office. And so that's when they end up. That know, was smart, away. though. We got to get yeah. There was. Yeah, he, yeah, he, that he, was he's not completely useless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this, just mostly. Yeah, they, just almost. <laughs> yeah. Almost. 
Uh, yeah, so they get away, and this is where they start. They putting steal it her together. motor car. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but this is where they start putting it. Where she starts putting it together. Like mm. this kid's dad is dead. Uh, he has the final vote, and as they're talking, it's like it's pretty obvious which way he's going to go. So they realize that they have got to get him home to get this vote to happen because they realize and they realize that it must be the uncle that wants him dead because he's the male heir so he would be the one one to vote yeah or the next one to be in line to vote so they have to get him back home so that you know they can get this squared away so they get the kid home and they realize there's nobody there which is you know the guy's like calling for the servants and everybody nobody's coming and then there is another I mean, like, knockdown, drag out fight with the bowler hat dude. Yeah, well, he's got a shotgun. Yeah, yeah and he's just like, he's, yeah. just, he's just shooting things. And if like, you got babies trying to take a nap, turn this scene down. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. tell you right now. I feel Man, like I'm those, safe. Those gunshots yeah, are yeah. loud. I will also say, like, the kid, the, the older one watched it with me, and she goes, that didn't seem that long. I was like, I got to tell you, it seemed really long. But... I'm like, did you like it? And she was like, yeah, it was fun. I was like, good. Maybe I can get you to read a goddamn book. <laughs> but uh, we, sh- we should mention, we, we just brushed over it, but there is a, a, a grandmother. His grandmother yes. is also in the picture. And when you watch the movie a second time, which I know Nicole has, it's yep. interesting what you pick up on, how she's like, you know, things should be the way they are. And people are, the young people are always looking to the future, but what's right now is important, not what it could be. And so you pick up on that a second time that like she is very set in the old ways. Right. And so this is where you get the big reveal after this knockout drag on fight. The grandmother like walks over. I want to point out another little thing, and I don't know if it's if it's just a coincidence or if it actually symbolizes something. But mm-hmm. when this guy, when when not Willem Dafoe uh, falls and conks his head and gets smashed in the temple, oh yeah, it's a the 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 bedpost or whatever that he hits is yeah. shaped like a pine cone. <laughs> I, I noticed did. that there were yeah. so many things the second time around watching it. I was like, oh. Like, which is the best part uh, of like mystery detective type yeah. stuff because there's all yeah. these clues they plant for you and then yeah those are the best to watch again but yeah so it turns out that the the grandmother is the one that set up the kid because the uncle is uh subservient enough to follow her vote like she wants him to, she knows that she cannot control the kid but she can control the uncle uh, and she's and, very stuck in the way that things are. She's like, things should not change. This is for the best. And so she knows, like, even though this is her grandson, like, she can't risk the whole world changing because, right. he, you know. So, so yeah, she's got she him. She's like, direct. sorry, kid. Yeah. yeah and shoots him in the chest with, like, a, <laughs> like with, with a shotgun. With, like, yeah. the kid falls down, and this is where she gives the explanation. And, of course, the kid pulls a Marty McFly from Back to mm-hmm. the Future 3. <laughs> Uh, where he's wearing the the bullet the the suit of armor the suit of armor. This is the same problem I have with Bill and Ted. Funnily <laughs> enough, where they're like next to a suit of armor, and then it flashes to the next scene. And it's like, yeah, they were they're able to quietly and quickly put on armor because you know that's so quick. But yeah, it's, right, right. Like not, you wouldn't have heard that whenever he fell. Like yeah, like that's, that's the, like I, I will say attack, I but, will say this. I still don't yeah. like this piece but i but i will i will give them this much credit over bill and ted okay i believe that this guy has a better chance at knowing how to put on suit and armor okay that's fair true enough. that's fair true that's fair. <laughs> than it's ted theodore that logan 
Yeah. But that movie convention is always gets me where it's like, you know, flash forward to the very next, like you see him hiding next to a suit of armor and they're in the dark. It's quiet. The killer's trying to find them. And then all of a sudden he was able to put on armor without anyone finding him, notice it. Anyway, well, you yeah, think but- you, and it, and his clothes fit over it, but you yes. would also, if I was, I was Enola, I'd be like, wait, so you thought there was a chance <laughs> that somebody might be shooting at us. So you went ahead and put on some bulletproof stuff, but thanks for the heads up. Here, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) So they end up. So they, of course, because she uh, didn't kill him, and I guess she's out of bullets. They're like, "Oh, well, you're caught." Yeah, and that's that's the the, the next scene is they they kind of like a. When you take the shotgun away from a ninety-year-old woman, (laughs) they're pretty easy to take take down. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene is is the, the kid. He's about to go in and make the vote, and they have no. The next scene is Sherlock. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so Lestrade. Sherlock goes in Lestrade. They like they oh, sit yeah. down and he walks in and he's gonna you know he's he swinging. lays it all out. He yeah. was like explain. Lestrade's like tell me what happened. And and Sherlock to his credit lays out the plot exactly. And he was like cool. Your sister just did this about five minutes ago. Yeah. And he was like Dah! and that that's that smile he gives when he walks away because he's so proud of Enola. Of course, is, is yeah, that's great, the thing. Though. He doesn't. I, I you know it. I know you're just being silly, Joe, but he really doesn't go. Go. He's like. Hey, n- nice. You know? Yeah, well, like, I think when he's sitting there, he was like, wait, what? And then he walks away. I do also like when he's about to walk into the police station and the cop goes to stop him. And he was like, don't even bother. And just walks right past him. Like, that's <laughs> that about the a, most Sherlock Holmes thing that was a good moment. he yeah. does in this thing. But, but Henry Cavill, in that moment, that's why you hire Henry Cavill for sure. that charisma he brings to where he, he, he's a really good Sherlock. I'd like to see him more as Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But with the emotion that he can show when he chooses to, because like Joe, said earlier in the podcast he's a great actor and given the right role he can be super charming and super charismatic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just and we, may, that we once... may be seeing more of him and i mean has there ever been an actor who has possibly been tied we'll find out he might be james bond like that's the mm-hmm. oh yeah that's he's always rumor, been right? kicked like around he, for that superman yeah. sherlock holmes and possibly <laughs> has there been an actor who had like three major franchises to their credit so some big ever? roles yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't it's... think of any other actor that had like three massive franchises, three different franchises. Well, I guess Robert Pattinson is is coming for it because oh, he was fair. in Harry that Potter, works. Twilight, and is going to be Batman. Yeah, Batman. he's only getting way. started. He's what yeah. he's thirty. Yeah. Like that dude is. Yeah, he's still going for play James Bond too. Yeah, <laughs> but so like to, to my point though, just that one smirk, and he's great throughout the movie. But you can see why they hire Henry Cavill, and he's walking away, and you think maybe Sherlock's going to be mad that she broke the case first, and he's walking out all serious, and he gives that smirk, and you he says everything with that look. He's proud of her, and he's 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 you know he's encouraging her like he's been through the rest of the movie, and so it's a really nice moment. He's like the big brother of dreams. Like yeah, yeah right. It's great. I'm like, damn, I wish I had a big brother like. Yeah, Pixie, it was the manic pixie big brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because earlier I was thinking that that Helena Bonham Carter's character—I can't remember the name—Mrs. Uh, Holmes. Sure, Mrs. Holmes. She was probably whatever Sherlock Holmes' father's name was. She was probably his manic pixie dream girl. Probably. Because if, if you look be, at right? how she can, she behaves, she's very you know she's she, you know she's very like carefree. And and the boys grew up with some semblance of order that seems to have dissipated when the dad was no longer in the picture. Well, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
The other one turns out to be a heroin addict, but that's neither here nor there. But a really I smart love that one. you invented this <laughs> the story that the mom was the dead dad that we never see other than telling he's dead, his manic pixie dream girl. Well, I mean, honestly, if you look how she behaves with the whole like, oh, I don't care if you break these family heirlooms, like, well, you you learned a good, you know, overhand serve, you know? And I should <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. It works. <laughs> yeah, it works. no, it's it's funny. I yeah. never thought of it. So this is the end scene where it's like he's going to make the vote. She's all googly eyed with him, and he kisses her hand, and she's all a flutter. Uh, and I don't then, think she's all. Googly. I don't think it's, she's it's, all a flutter. The, oh, get out of here! It's, it's a nice. I think moment. he's all a flutter. Honestly, I, yeah. like he's like, "Do you want to come and live with me?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> no. I think she's very a very strong, capable female character. And there's a relationship because this is a young adult movie and there's a romance in it. But I think the way they wrote her is very much the one in control. And I think and- it walks the line very well in terms of like um, a lot of times it's like the, the way the shorthand for showing that she's a strong woman is to just flat out reject the reject romance entirely, right. mm-hmm. and so I think this walked a good line of like she's, she's definitely still, not rejecting it. She's still a human being, and at some right. point she's going to fall in love with somebody, and that's that in and of itself is not a sign of weakness. But she's she's going to make romantic choices that that also benefit. She's not going to make a poor choice just because she fell in love with somebody, or she right. fa- not right, even right. fell in love, find somebody attractive. It's not going to be this doofus, I'll tell you that. But for it the might audience, be, though, but not right for the, now. <laughs> yeah. For the teen audience, though, there's the romance if you're looking yeah. for it. But if you're not looking for that, you're also like, no, she's strong, capable, and doesn't need him. So yeah. to your point, Tom. It's well, like, I th- it's- so I think they get that at the end, right at the very end, where she gets a, a message from who she assumes to be Sherlock, but I think she knows that it's not. No, it is sure. It, it's sure. No, it's Mycroft sent it. Oh, I thought because because no, Sherlock. Sherlock says she's like I bet you I bet you she thinks that's oh maybe I got that flipped no yeah. she it's from the mom but she knows Sherlock sent it to that's, try to you're find right her you're right you're right because he signed it off wrong right but yeah she's like, like he oh was but like, love mother which I feel like he did on purpose she's all like she would never say mother yeah she yeah. would right. use the flower name and the, the code well, words and also everything. why would you need to sign it the fact that she found it means that she knows it's a message from her mother <laughs> or she wouldn't have bothered to decode it but is but but I feel because like I feel, polite, like I feel like Tom. that's well that's that's awfully polite when you've got to convert your signature into this arc, arcane code like <laughs> but I feel but I feel like that is sh- Sherlock laying a clue and seeing mm-hmm. if she picks up on it. Like oh, that's, that's, a te- that's a that's a test from Sherlock yeah. to figure out if she's actually going to fall for it or not. And well, she he says like as she... much. He says he goes, "Well, yeah. I assumed she knew it w- wasn't really from her mother, like right. our mother." Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, like, yeah, he 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 says that. Right. So he's you know she's kind of hiding in the crowd, much she's like still, Robert Downey she, Jr.'s character. She, she buys the newspaper kid, like Nicole's favorite right. uh, running gag with the <laughs> 10 bucks. I'll give you five bucks for your... <laughs> yeah. uh, so she, and she, and she places the, the rat thing on the monument. <laughs> Dash, the pine sure. cone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where Sherlock will find it. And then, you know, they kind of walk away and the Mycroft and Sherlock kind of agree that uh, whenever they come find Eel. Eola again, Enola, Enola, that she will be Sherlock's ward. Mm-hmm. She'll be his Robin, basically. Yeah, Sherlock's like, yeah, I'd like to take take right. over here, and, and Mycroft's like, yeah, whatever. Just, yeah, he's get, like, you know what? Cool, because I don't want to deal with he that. Doesn't kid. care. Yeah, <laughs> right. Too much work for him. So uh, the the final like 
post not post credit sequence but post post credit sequence <laughs> is her walk is uh she goes back to her like back new, to her nice little hotel like room new, newer room and there's her mom and uh they have a nice embrace and the mom's like look i can't stay like i am in not in trouble but i'm on the run i don't want to get you involved but you're doing great and i love you <laughs> and that's kind of you know that's how this one ends and i think i was i was really i did not want to watch this movie but i was really surprised like it was really well done yeah of course yeah Yeah. the kid liked it and that's really the bottom line like it was an enjoyable movie for me but as long you know she enjoyed it more than i did well she's the demo right she's the demo right she's the demo yeah Yeah, she's not so i thought i was great and my wife has watched it every day this week like she loves it it's one of her new favorite movies all kinds of stuff on netflix right what's that there's all kinds of stuff on netflix i know but she loves this thing no she loves this movie though like i think it is like the ideal comfort film like my family's watched it i think three times now um like and i think it's it's also a kind of a nice movie for families and that like my sister's 17 so she's very into Mm -hmm. like the whole like anola thing and also the little romance but like my dad appreciates like the actions you know the very like campy action sequences um my mother appreciates henry cavill um (laughs) who doesn't but like right i watched it again last night and i was like this is the kind of movie that i could actually see myself watching quite a bit because it's yeah. like it's a nice background movie once you've seen it once like yeah. it's kind of like bill and ted in that in that bill and ted face the music like it's in that level that that realm of like yep. i don't need to be paying attention to it but if i just happen to catch a couple scenes here and there that's cool it's, got and it's a nice quarantine movie because it's got like enough emotional beats to like make you care but not enough that you feel like emotionally exhausted after watching <laughs> no. it like that'll be that'll yeah. be next week that's don't our worry. starting point yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think it's fun. Um, and Tom, did you watch it with your stepdaughter? No, she was uh, at her father's this weekend, oh. so it was okay. just me and my wife. My wife didn't care for it; she thought it was boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> and, and I didn't love it. I li- I liked it, and I but I also know it's it's not necessarily for me. But I thought it was really well done. Like you, you know what I mean. Like I'm also, yeah. uh, you know grown up enough to know that it's like even though it didn't necessarily grab me at the same level it did that wasn't its goal and i thought but i thought it was really well done i i i I would really like i hope they make more of these i thought it you know for and you don't get a lot of movies like this anymore like Mm -hmm. uh you know the kind of the girl adventure action movies or you get a lot of girl protagonists lately in terms of like they basically have taken taken action movies and recast the leads as females, so mm-hmm. so it you know it it checks that box, and so you know Hunger Games and Divergent and stuff like that. But but um, but this used to be a movie that you would see a, a type of movie that you would see a lot of, like in the eighties and nineties, and you really Journey and Addie Gan uh, stuff like that. You and you just you don't really get them anymore, and so I do think Netflix is doing a really good job of like filling. Uh, gaps of movies that it's gotten so expensive to do movies theatrically that yep. they all they want are tentpole pictures anymore and that they're really kind of filling that that those missing the mid-tier yeah that mid-tier stuff yeah that you just don't yeah. get anymore and same way that you're starting to see with comedies as well so i will say i have a few issues with the film that would i think would all be fixed if it gets a sequel Okay. Because I do kind of feel like the plot has a lot of like loose ends that don't really get properly tied up and like particularly the mom storyline I was kind sure. of like we're going to introduce all this really interesting stuff and then not really resolve any of it. Right. Uh which if they get a second one 
then that's not a problem. Sure. But if this is all that it ever is, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I, I never got answers to a lot of yeah. my questions. No, so they it is set this up like, for I, the sequel. Yeah, I will say I, yeah. I feel like they're setting up for more. Like if I didn't feel like they were setting up for more, then I would be complaining that it's like you left all this stuff hanging. But I, I, I don't feel like it's poor writing. I, I do feel personally like it was a deliberate choice of we're laying the groundwork for stories we can tell in the for future. And it won't just feel yeah. like we invented it on the fly because we needed something to tell. Which and especially with all the books, they yeah. can pull, like yeah. clearly this is a series, and so they went into it knowing like, hey, we're going to make a film series if you watch this, and they introduced two cases in this movie. One is a case that you don't expect it to go that way. You're like, oh, this is the story of the missing mother, but then they go to this other case that's a mystery in its own, and they're like, well, it's only a two-hour movie, which I say only two hours. Like, There's only so much <laughs> they can resolve at this point. They're like, So stay tuned. You better watch this thing and get the sequel. Yeah, and I do think it's done well enough already that they are probably going to go for the sequel. I like, hope. So. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, <laughs> who I think knows? So. We don't know. We assume. We just have no idea, like how Netflix even pays for these movies. <laughs> well, because there's I, no return. Like your return a, is, I guess it's your customer. You're like yeah, they have a credit card with base. a 17 billion dollar right. limit, Joe. Yeah. We know yeah, how right, they you right, can't, right. You can't even imagine the amount of miles that they have on that card. <laughs> yeah. they, they don't <laughs> pay to fly, fly anywhere. anywhere. I mean, well, not that you press- can fly anywhere, no. but yeah, if you right, could right. fly somewhere, they would spend no money doing it. <laughs> Those That's press junkets that they send everybody to. How do you think they're paying for that? It's all miles. So. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And also stay tuned to the Binge Movies podcast mm. where I they're releasing their uh, season premiere and I am on the first two episodes. You're that? still so recording that, right? Good Lord. That's about <laughs> I mean, legit about eight hours of recording. Oh, my gosh. Uh, two, this is- two times because I'm an idiot. <laughs> This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And Nicole, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at Nicole Ackman 16. And you can also find me over at Next Best Picture or at Petticoats and Poppies History Girls at the Movies, where my friend and I talk about period drama from the perspective of people who have degrees in history. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, of course, you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers while you're there like the page join the group and don't forget our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers we're for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help out so uh, anyway that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time jenny is not redcliffe's daughter what is this warm feeling in my chest why am i reeling in confusion what is this fever in my head? Is it pox? Maybe gout. I can't seem to work it out. And why don't I feel triumphant? And why does it seem less than right that Watson's going to hang tonight and gasp and thrash and choke until he's dead? What is this strange sensation? Where did I go wrong? Why am I a sobbing, trembling Soon man? Soon my neck will snap in half, and yet I, I know somehow. And yet, if he could hear right, right now, I would still forgive him. More or less. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.